Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Third Canto, Chapter 26, Texts 5 through 15. Material nature, divided into varieties by threefold modes of nature, and Pradhan expands into senses and sense objects. Text 5. Lord Kapiladev continued. Divided into varieties by her threefold modes, material nature creates the forms of the living entities. And the living entities, seeing this, are illusioned by the knowledge-covering feature of the illusory energy. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Material nature has the power to cover knowledge, but this covering cannot be applied to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is applicable only to the praja, or those who are born with material bodies, the conditioned souls. The different kinds of living entities vary according to the modes of material nature, as explained in the Bhagavad Gita and other Vedic literature. In Bhagavad Gita 7.12, it is very nicely explained that although the modes of goodness, passion, and ignorance are born of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is not subject to them. In other words, the energy emanating from the Supreme Personality of Godhead cannot act on him. It acts on the conditioned souls who are covered by the material energy. The Lord is the father of all living entities because he impregnates material nature with the conditioned souls. Therefore, the conditioned souls get bodies created by the material energy, whereas the father of the living entities is aloof from the three modes. It is stated in the previous verse that the material energy was accepted by the Supreme Personality of Godhead in order that he might exhibit pastimes for the living entities who wanted to enjoy and lord it over the material energy. This world was created through the material energy of the Lord for the so-called enjoyment of such living entities. Why this material world was created for the sufferings of the conditioned souls is a very intricate question. There is a hint in the previous verse in the word lilaya, which means for the pastimes of the Lord. The Lord wants to rectify the enjoying temperament of the conditioned souls. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita that no one is the enjoyer but the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This material energy is therefore created for anyone who pretends to enjoy. An example can be cited here, that there is no necessity for the government's creation of a separate police department, but because it is a fact that some of the citizens will not accept the state laws, a department to deal with criminals is necessary. There is no necessity, but at the same time, there is a necessity. Similarly, 
There was no necessity to create this material world for the sufferings of the conditioned souls. But at the same time, there are certain living entities, known as the Nitya Badha, who are eternally conditioned. We say that they have been conditioned from time immemorial, because no one can trace out when the living entity, the part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, became rebellious against the supremacy of the Lord. It is a fact that there are two classes of men, those who are obedient to the laws of the Supreme Lord and those who are atheists or agnostics, who do not accept the existence of God and who want to create their own laws. They want to establish that everyone can create his own laws or his own religious path. Without tracing out the beginning of the existence of these two classes, we can take it for granted that some of the living entities revolted against the laws of the Lord. Such living entities are called conditioned souls, for they are conditioned by the three modes of material nature. Therefore, the words gunar vititra are used here. In this material world, there are 8,400,000 species of life. As spirit souls, they are all transcendental to this material world. Why, then, do they exhibit themselves in different stages of life? The answer is given here. They are under the spell of the three modes of material nature. Because they were created by the material energy, their bodies are made of material elements. Covered by the material body, the spiritual identity is lost, and therefore the word mumuhe is used here, indicating that they have forgotten their own spiritual identity. This forgetfulness of spiritual identity is present in the jivas, or souls, who are conditioned, being subject to be covered by the energy of material nature. Jnana gohaya is another word used. Goha means covering. Because the knowledge of the minute conditioned souls is covered, they are exhibited in so many species of life. It is said in the Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, seventh chapter. The living entities are illusioned by the material energy. In the Vedas also, it is stated that the eternal living entities are covered by different modes and that they are called tree-colored, red, white, and blue living entities. Red is the representation of the mode of passion. White is the representation of the mode of goodness. And blue is the representation of the mode of ignorance. These modes of nature belong to the material energy, and therefore the living entities under these different modes of material nature have different kinds of material bodies. Because they are forgetful of their spiritual identities, they think the material bodies to be themselves. To the conditioned soul, me means the material body. This is called moha, or bewilderment. It is repeatedly said in the Kata Upanishad 
that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is never affected by the influence of material nature. It is, rather, the conditioned souls, or the minute, infinitesimal parts and parcels of the Supreme, who are affected by the influence of material nature, and who appear in different bodies under these material modes. Texts 6. Because of his forgetfulness, the transcendental living entity accepts the influence of the material energy as his field of activities, and thus actuated, he wrongly applies the activities to himself. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The forgetful living entity can be compared to a man who is under the influence of a disease and has become mad, or to a man haunted by ghosts who acts without control and yet thinks himself to be in control. Under the influence of material nature, the conditioned soul becomes absorbed in material consciousness. In this consciousness, whatever is done under the influence of the material energy is accepted by the conditioned soul as self-actuated. Actually, the soul and his pure state of existence should be in Krishna consciousness. When a person is not acting in Krishna consciousness, he is understood to be acting in material consciousness. Consciousness cannot be killed, for the symptom of the living entity is consciousness. The material consciousness simply has to be purified. One becomes liberated by accepting Krishna, or the Supreme Lord, as master, and by changing the mode of consciousness from material consciousness to Krishna consciousness. Text 7 Material consciousness is the cause of one's conditioned life in which conditions are enforced upon the living entity by material energy. Although the spirit soul does not do anything and is transcendental to such activities, he is thus affected by conditioned life. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The Mayavadi philosopher who does not differentiate between the Supreme Spirit and the individual spirit, says that the conditioned existence of the living entity is his lila, or pastime. But the word pastime implies employment in the activities of the Lord. The Mayavadis misuse the word and say that even if the living entity has become a stool-eating hog, he is also enjoying his pastimes. This is a most dangerous interpretation. Actually, the Supreme Lord is the leader and maintainer of all living entities. His pastimes are transcendental to any material activity. Such pastimes of the Lord 
cannot be dragged to the level of the conditioned activities of the living entities. In conditional life, the living entity actually remains as if a captive in the hands of material energy. Whatever the material energy dictates, the conditioned soul does. He has no responsibility. He is simply the witness of the action, but he is forced to act in that way due to his offense in his eternal relationship with Krishna. Lord Krishna therefore says in Bhagavad Gita that maya, his material energy, is so forceful that it is insurmountable. But if the living entity simply understands that his constitutional position is to serve Krishna, and he tries to act on this principle, then however conditioned he may be, the influence of maya immediately vanishes. This is clearly stated in Bhagavad Gita, 7th chapter. Krishna takes charge of anyone who surrenders unto him in helplessness. And thus, the influence of maya, or conditioned life, is removed. The spirit soul is actually sat-chit-ananda, eternal, full of bliss, and full of knowledge. Under the clutches of maya, however, he suffers from continued birth, death, disease, and old age. One has to be serious to cure this condition of material existence and transfer himself to Krishna consciousness. For thus, his long suffering may be mitigated without difficulty. In summary, the suffering of the conditioned soul is due to his attachment to material nature. This attachment should thus be transferred from matter to Krishna. Text 8. The cause of the conditioned soul's material body and senses, and the senses presiding deities, the demigods, is the material nature. This is understood by learned men. The feelings of happiness and distress of the soul, who is transcendental by nature, are caused by the spirit soul himself. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. In Bhagavad Gita, it is said that when the Lord descends to this material world, he comes as a person by his own energy, Atma Maya. He is not forced by any superior energy. He comes by his own will, and this can be called his pastime, or Leela. But here, it is clearly stated that the conditioned soul is forced to take a certain type of body and senses under the three modes of material nature. That body is not received according to his own choice. In other words, a conditioned soul has no free choice. He has to accept a certain type of body according to his karma. But when there are bodily reactions, as felt in happiness and distress, it is to be understood that the cause is the spirit soul himself. If he so desires, 
the spirit soul can change this conditioned life of dualities by choosing to serve Krishna. The living entity is the cause of his own suffering, but he can also be the cause of his eternal happiness. When he wants to engage in Krishna consciousness, a suitable body is offered to him by the internal potency, the spiritual energy of the Lord. And when he wants to satisfy his senses, a material body is offered. Thus, it is his free choice to accept a spiritual body or a material body. But once the body is accepted, he has to enjoy or suffer the consequences. The Mayavadi philosopher's presentation is that the living entity enjoys his pastimes by accepting the body of a hog. This theory is not acceptable, however, because the word pastime implies voluntary acceptance for enjoyment. Therefore, this interpretation is most misleading. When there is enforced acceptance for suffering, it is not a pastime. The Lord's pastimes and the conditioned living entity's acceptance of karmic reactions are not on the same level. Text 9. Devahuti said, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, kindly explain the characteristics of the Supreme Person and His energies, for both of these are the causes of this manifest and unmanifest creation. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Prakriti, or material nature, is connected with both the Supreme Lord and the living entities. Just as a woman is connected with her husband as a wife and with her children as a mother. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that he impregnates Mother Nature with children, the living entities, and thereafter all species of living entities become manifest. The relationship of all living entities with material nature has been explained. Now, an understanding of the relationship between material nature and the Supreme Lord is sought by Devahuti. The product of that relationship is stated to be the manifest and unmanifest material world. The unmanifest material world is the subtle Mahatattva, and from that Mahatattva, the material manifestation has emerged. In the Vedic literatures, it is said that by the glance of the Supreme Lord, the total material energy is impregnated, and then everything is born of material nature. It is also confirmed in the ninth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita that under his glance, Adyaksina, under his direction, and by his will, nature is working. It is not that nature works blindly. After understanding the position of the conditioned souls in relation to material nature, 
Devahuti wanted to know how nature works under the direction of the Lord and what the relationship is between the material nature and the Lord. In other words, she wanted to learn the characteristics of the Supreme Lord in relation to the material nature. The relationship of the living entities with matter and that of the Supreme Lord with matter are certainly not on the same level, although the Mayavadis may interpret it that way. When it is said that the living entities are bewildered, the Mayavadi philosophers ascribe this bewilderment to the Supreme Lord. That is not acceptable. The Lord is never bewildered. That is the difference between the personalists and the impersonalists. Devahuti is not unintelligent. She has enough intelligence to understand that the living entities are not on the same level as the Supreme Lord. Because the living entities are infinitesimal, they become bewildered or conditioned by material nature. But this does not mean that the Supreme Lord is also conditioned or bewildered. The difference between the conditioned soul and the Lord is that the Lord is the Lord, the master of material nature, and he is therefore not subject to its control. He is controlled neither by the spiritual nature nor by material nature. He is the supreme controller himself, and he cannot be compared to the ordinary living entities who are controlled by the laws of material nature. Two words used in this verse are sat and asat. The cosmic manifestation is asat. It does not exist. But the material energy of the Supreme Lord is sat, or ever-existing. Material nature is ever-existing in its subtle form as the energy of the Lord. But it sometimes manifests this non-existent or temporary existent nature, the cosmos. An analogy may be made with the father and the mother. The mother and the father exist, but sometimes the mother begets children. Similarly, the cosmic manifestation, which comes from the unmanifest material nature of the Supreme Lord, sometimes appears and again disappears. But the material nature is ever-existing, and the Lord is the supreme cause for both the subtle and gross manifestations of this material world. Text 10. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, The unmanifest, eternal combination of the three modes of nature is the cause of the manifest state and is called pradhan. It is called prakriti when in the manifested stage of existence. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The Lord points out material nature in its subtle stage, which is called pradhan, 
and he analyzes this pradhan. The explanation of pradhan and prakriti is that pradhan is the subtle, undifferentiated sum total of all the material elements. Although they are undifferentiated, one can understand that the total material elements are contained therein. When the total material elements are manifested by the interaction of the three modes of material nature, the manifestation is called prakriti. Impersonalists say that Brahman is without variegatedness and without differentiation. One may say that Pradhan is the Brahman stage, but actually the Brahman stage is not Pradhan. Pradhan is distinct from Brahman because in Brahman there is no existence of the material modes of nature. One may argue that the Mahatattva is also different from Pradhan because in the Mahatattva there are manifestations. The actual explanation of Pradhan, however, is given here. When the cause and effect are not clearly manifested, of yakta, the reaction to the total material elements does not take place, and that stage of material nature is called Pradhan. Pradhan is not the time element, because in the time element there are actions and reactions, creation and annihilation. Nor is it the jiva, or marginal potency of the living entities, or designated conditioned living entities, because the designations of the living entities are not eternal. One adjective used in this connection is nitya, which indicates eternality. Therefore, the condition of material nature immediately previous to the manifestation, is called Pradhan. Text 11. The aggregate elements, namely, the five gross elements, the five subtle elements, the four internal senses, the five senses for gathering knowledge, and the five outward organs of action are known as the Pradhan. Purport by Srila Prabhupada According to Bhagavad Gita, the sum total of the 24 elements described herein is called the Yonir Mahad Brahma. The sum total of the living entities is impregnated into this Yonir Mahad Brahma, and they are born in different forms, beginning from Brahma down to the insignificant ant. In the Srimad Bhagavatam and other Vedic literatures, the sum total of the 24 elements Pradhan, is also described as Yonir Mahad Brahma. It is the source of the birth and subsistence of all living entities. Texts 12 through 14. There are five gross elements, namely 
earth, water, fire, air, and ether. There are also five subtle elements, smell, taste, color, touch, and sound. The senses for acquiring knowledge and the organs for action, number 10, namely, the auditory sense, the sense of taste, the tactile sense, the sense of sight, the sense of smell, and the active organs for speaking, working, traveling, generating, and evacuating. The internal, subtle senses are experienced as having four aspects in the shape of mind, intelligence, ego, and contaminated consciousness. Distinctions between them can be made only by different functions, since they represent different characteristics. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The four internal senses, or subtle senses, described herein are defined by different characteristics. When pure consciousness is polluted by material contamination, and when identification with the body becomes prominent, one is said to be situated under false ego. Consciousness is the function of the soul, and therefore behind consciousness there is soul. Consciousness, polluted by material contamination, is called ahankar. Text 15. All these are considered the qualified Brahman. The mixing element, which is known as time, is counted as the 25th element. Purport by Srila Prabhupada According to the Vedic version, there is no existence beyond Brahman. Sarvam Kalavidam Brahma, from the Chandogya Upanishad, 3.14.1. It is stated also in the Vishnu Purana that whatever we see is Parasya Brahmana Shakti. Everything is an expansion of the energy of the Supreme Absolute Truth, Brahman. When Brahman is mixed with the three qualities, goodness, passion, and ignorance, there results the material expansion, which is sometimes called Saguna Brahman, and which consists of these 25 elements. In the Nirguna Brahman, where there is no material contamination, or in the spiritual world, the three modes, goodness, passion, and ignorance, are not present. Where Nirguna Brahman is found, simple unalloyed goodness prevails. Saguna Brahman is described by the Sankhya system of philosophy as consisting of 25 elements, including the time factor, past, present, and future. 